0: Lord, we thank you so much that you indeed are the Messiah, the Lord of all. And Lord, we pray that as we take these moments to focus our hearts, focus our minds on you, Lord, we pray that you would speak to us. Holy Spirit, we pray that you be active among us. And Lord, I pray that you would work, despite my words, to bring about your purposes, to bring about your plans, and to greater extend your kingdom. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. In this passage, Paul starts off with a cracker, doesn't he? As a prisoner of the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. That's a challenge, isn't it? Live a life worthy of the, cha- of the calling you have received. How good are the Olympics, by the way? They're great, aren't they? And it's so inspiring. I mean, I love, there's a lot about the Olympics I love. I love that I've lived in two cities that have held the Olympics in my life. Um, But I also love just that spirit of the world coming together. There's this sense that though it's a competition, there's also this sense of unity, isn't there? And this beauty and this sense that this comes together becomes like that torch that's lit as a light to the world. And then when you look at the individual people who are, I guess, following a calling of such upon their lives, they've been gifted with some sort of ability, some sort of talent, and they're really trying and working to make the most of it, aren't they? And as we see them giving their best, there's something inspiring about it, isn't it? I mean, I love the story of Jess Fox this week, of her in the the canoe, the canoe slalom, and that her family like fought to have this event in the Olympics. And then not only is it in the Olympics, she wins gold. And has worked, you know, she was working um, so hard in through the pandemic. She had like ropes tied to her in the pool trying to practice when she couldn't get to the, the you know, the course. So uh, like these things are inspiring, aren't they? And there is something about people living their calling that is inspiring, And Paul shares with this church that there is that calling and there's a calling for each of us, each of us to live through and also each of us collectively as the church of Jesus to live towards. But as I read it, I was a bit surprised. Paul caught me off guard a little bit. There was a few things I wouldn't expect, like when he starts talking about living the life that you were called to I'd expect he'd say things like, so now, put your life on the line. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. You know, fight for justice. Go out into the world and tell everyone about Jesus. These are the things I'm like, is that what Paul's going to say? But no. He says, live the life. Live a life worthy of the calling. Be completely humble. Gentle. Patience. Bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep unity in the spirit and all through the bond of peace. That didn't sound like the calling I expected. And I guess at first read it seems like very flowery, all nice, sweet and lovely words, humble and gentle and patient and... Oh, you know, let's, have, let's sit in a field of flowers. And um, like, that's what it kind of feels like, doesn't it? But have you ever tried to live that way? That's a hard calling, isn't it? It's hard to be patient. I've met some of you. It's hard to be patient. <laughs> it's hard to be humble. I mean, I'm pretty good at humble, but I, you know, for most of us, it's hard, Right? It's hard to bear with one another in love like you need to in these moments with me, right? But the power of living this out is wonderful. It is inspiring. And this is the call that Paul reminds us of today. And probably a major theme in this call in this passage is one of unity. Unity, and I love it. He starts with all these ones: one body, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. I mean, I had a. Pro- I had wondered if Paul had a problem with maths as he um, did this. Did this passage with all these different ones? But there is a power in the sense of this oneness. Paul wants to emphasize that there is more that unites us than divides us. And the more you concentrate on the differences, the more you grow apart, right? So it's important, as people of the body of Christ to recognize that we're all on the same team. We all have the same God. Our faith is based on the same things. We all have the same hope that being a follower of Jesus Christ makes us better, makes each other better, and makes the world better. There is so much that is in common in our faith. And Paul reminds us that each of us has been given grace. Been given grace. Undeserved favor. We all need a savior, right? We all need a savior. And it is important to remember that. And to see each other in light of that. No one is better than another. We're all on the same page. We're all on the same team. We're all on this journey together. Paul calls us to look at this commonality so that we work towards unity. You know, unity is one of the major calls of the Christian church. It's one of the major things as believers. But I think somehow we've kind of put that a little bit in the background over probably the last couple of hundred years, maybe more. You know, I looked up online. There are over forty-five thousand different denominations of of Christianity in the world, and probably speaks more of a time of what divided us than what, rather than what, united us. I've seen many people hurt by other Christians, and that they struggle to work with or love other other Christians, and ultimately, this is hurting us. This is hurting us in the world. And so I think this message of unity is one for this time, this time and place. This time and space that we work in and we live in. You know, one of the things I believe and I've noticed is our country, our Western world is not a Christian viewpoint now. Maybe 50 years ago it was, and since when you have the... That part of the culture, having the different denominations, just adds different flavors. But now where we are facing a world where there's people going in all sorts of different directions, one thing that the Church of Christ needs now is to come come together and to band together. To really be a force and to see us all grow would be wonderful, wouldn't it? Even Jesus saw the need for unity. Unity just before he was about to head to the cross just after the last supper john records a prayer of jesus kind of like his final one of his final prayers and as you read this prayer the main theme is that his disciples those that believe in him would be one that they would be united that they would work together this was the heart of jesus he knew it was important for for believers, for the church. He knew that the power of unity would be a more powerful witness than anything else. And as you think about those, that calling, that if you have a group of people united in humility, in gentleness, in patience, in love, and in peace, what a message that speaks, right? What a vision that is. And something that truly stands out as different in our world. So, Paul emphasizes this sense of unity here. And we need to keep pushing into it. We need to pray for it. We need to plead for it. We need to work for it. In fact, he says, make every effort, every effort for unity. So, I want to ask you, how are you going today? At that effort? What are you doing to work towards unity? As we move through this passage, Paul slightly changes theme as he starts to emphasize an idea of maturity alongside unity. And I find it very interesting to see what he says makes up maturity in the faith. He says that it requires unity in the faith. There it is again. The mature ones work for this. The mature ones play their part. He goes on to say that each have been given gifts. I like this. I like this, that each of us have been given gifts and that there is a difference to us. There there is diversity in the body. If we all look like a cookie-cutter version of the same people, I mean, that diminishes the creativity and uniqueness of God and that uniqueness he has placed upon, upon us. So it is important to celebrate and acknowledge the different gifts that God has put on each of us. God has given you skills. He's given you abilities. He's given you a unique personality, and he's given you gifts. We need to own that and recognize it. And you might not always be able to see it, but it's there. And I'm sure others around you see the gifts that you have. And we need the different gifts to operate, to function as a body in another place body uh, paul talks about the different parts of the body and you know about the ear and the nose talking to each other and saying you know being jealous of each other kind of thing but rather it's like they have a unique purpose and like they do in our in our physical bodies each of us has a unique purpose in this in the body of christ and this purpose is to equip the other believers it's for the benefit of all of us. So as we each play our part, it benefits the whole. You know, I, um, I have another thing that in my mind around Christianity is we've so emphasized the individual faith for so long, but as I read scripture, I see the, the emphasis on the corporate nature of faith and that we can't do faith by ourselves so much. We need each other. And when one gets better, we all get better. When one gets stronger and closer and more mature, we all get better and more mature. Your gifts are not just for you, they are for each of us. And we need it to operate as the body of Christ. I mean, you see it even in this list, as he he says, there's the apostles and there's the prophets and the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers. We need people operating in those ways and in other ways that Paul mentions in other places. There's all sorts of different gifts that God has poured out upon us. And it's important that if you want to be a mature follower of Jesus, you need to play your part. And the last sign of a mature follower of Jesus is that they are full of Jesus. We can't do any of this if we aren't knowing Jesus more or becoming more like him or being filled with his power. That is the ultimate aim of the believers in the church, that we should be praying and seeking this in our own lives. Verse 15 and 16 says that instead, speaking the truth in love, church, one that is united in our faith, focused on our common commonality, but also each and every one of us doing our part and operating in our gifts and all aiming to become more and more like Jesus. And all this covered by the love of God and the love operating through each of us. So what do we need to do today? How can we take a step closer to unity for us today? One thing I've learned in Christianity is if you think you're mature, you're probably not. And the more you go on this journey, the more you realize how much God's got more work to do on you, right? So I wonder if, Today, you might wanna take a moment to do a self-assessment. As you look at this list, I'll read it out again, of being of the calling to be completely humble, to be gentle, patient, bearing one another in love, making every effort to keep unity in the spirit. Do a self-assessment, what is it in you that maybe needs a bit of work? Not to put yourself down or anything like that, but to allow God to work on that. What can you pray for more of in your life? Also, how can you play your part? We all need each other to contribute with the unique gifts that God has given. We need to focus on what we have in common more than what divides. And we need to operate in the unique gifts that God has given us. So that we all benefit. So in what ways can you play your part? Are you holding back? How can you change that? Today. And lastly, I encourage you for this to pray for more of Jesus. Pray for more of Jesus in your life. Ask Him to fill you to the full measure of Himself. Pray for more love, for more grace, to be more like Him. Also, pray for your fellow believers. Pray for this church. Pray for unity. Pray for where there has been hurt that there would be healing. Pray for where there has been division that there would be reconciliation. We need each other to bring each other to Jesus. This is our calling. It's a call upon us as a church and it's a call upon us each day individually. My prayer is that each of us will live a life worthy of that calling. And if we want to fulfill the call of Jesus as Port Macquarie Salvos, we need unity. We need that oneness to be our focus. We need to be heading in the same direction, and that direction is ultimately Jesus himself. And as we do this, we will be living our calling. And even more than the excitement and beauty of those athletes at the Olympics, we will shine a great light. Like Jesus described, we would be a city on a hill. Our lives and our church will shine bright for the glory of Jesus and his kingdom. Isn't that what we want? Let us pray. Dear Jesus, we thank you so much for your continue, the continual way that you speak to us. And Lord, today we hear this call for unity. This call to be mature Christians, to head in that direction. Lord, I pray where you need to touch our hearts, Lord, that you would um, speak to us right now. Lord, I pray you forgive us for the times we have worked more to divide than to unite. Where we have worked to to bring down rather than build up. But Lord, as this body of Christ, that is, Port Macquarie Salvos, Lord, we pray that you would bring healing, that you would bring restoration. Lord, I pray that you would bring um, a greater sense of love, that you would help us to see more of what unites us rather than divides. And Lord, I pray that you would release new gifts upon us, Jesus, and that you would raise us each to do our part as you call us. And that through this, Lord, that we would become more like you. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.